Hey friends, Jacqueline here. Based on all the amazing things we are seeing happen online, we are predicting this is going to be one of the busiest seasons for e-commerce ever. Are you ready for it? No matter what stage of business you're in, the one thing we do know is you need to show up and create content that actually matters to your customers during this 2020 holiday season. But wait, you may be thinking, sounds great, but what do I actually say to them without being salesy? Don't worry, friends. We've got you covered this holiday season. Introducing 101 plus content ideas beyond the discount 2020 edition, a bundle of tools, prompts, and video training that helps you create content this holiday season to reach out to your customers beyond just offering discounts, which is uber important to having a profitable Q4. This is created specifically for you to use during this 2020 holiday season. So what's included? 101 plus content prompts to be used on social media, emails, and in live videos. Three months of edible calendars filled with daily content ideas for marketing in 2020 quarter four. Monthly checklists for 2020 holidays to inspire content and calendar prompts. Five holiday plug and play scripts that will help you show up easily on video to stand out from the big guys. And this is one of our favorites, the easiest way to have a 12 days of holiday sales or a cyber month sales worksheet plus video trainings and so much more. If you want to check it out, make sure to grab 101 content ideas beyond the holiday discount 2020 holiday edition. We wanted to make this holiday season as sweet as pumpkin pie that we are practically giving this away. Head to holidaycontentideas.com right now. And let's make this your most profitable holiday season ever. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my sparkly co-host, Mina Kumo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. Every time she got like winces and then smiles. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm receiving it, you know, I'm learning how to receive these um, introductions. (laughs) Keeping Mina on her toes. All right. So friends, have you ever been on a tour with a tour guide? And you ever thought to yourself, this is a good tour or this is a great tour. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to actually walk you through how to guide your customer's journey and how you could make that good versus great, how to guide your customer's journey. Because as you guide the customer through your brand and through your business, there is a difference between a good way to guide them and a great way to guide them. Yeah. I think that 
anytime that we've ever been on an experience, right? A tour guide being one of them, we've always been like, oh, wow, that was surprising. He was so great or she was so great. And I think that's the same when we come across a spectacular brand that we're like, wow, they blew my mind. And I loved the experience that I got from buying something from them. And that's the same thing of, you know, that, that good versus great. And this episode really came from um, an article, a blog post that I saw that was from 2014. And I thought this was the perfect analogy um, of us being the business owners, the introduction to our brand and a customer showing up at our door. Okay. So what happens then? And we're seeing that in even pandemic times and, you know, as we're getting later into the year, it's so important to revisit your customer's journey as they're starting that journey with you. So how can you over deliver is what we've always been saying. So we're going to take you through that today. We're going to take you through this blog post that I found from 2014 that talks about a good tour guide versus a great tour guide. And we're going to apply it towards you being the business owner and taking your customer through the journey of um, going through your brand. So what is a customer journey? So to first think about what a customer journey is. It's like Mina said, it's that experience. So the first touch point. So when they first meet your brand and they first see it and they first start to interact with your brand, what does that look like? All the way through the, you know, the experience of purchasing, customer service, the follow through, the life cycle that when you keep popping up for them on social media or in ads, it's the entire journey from first experience to really getting them through the purchasing process and then their experience post-purchase. And if you want more information on the customer journey, it's one of our top downloaded episodes. It's episode 90 and it's called Your Customer's Journey. So if you want to learn more about the customer journey, you can definitely go back and listen to that podcast episode. Yeah. And we will also in the show notes link um, this blog post that I'm talking about that is uh, from Just Wanderlust blog from 2014. And it's called The Difference Between a Good Tour Guide and a Great Tour Guide. So Jacqueline, are you ready to dig into this? I'm ready. Let's go on a tour. Okay. Um, the first thing that he mentions is that he's a discerning traveler and has a high expectations. And I want you guys to take that in for a minute. When we Anytime we approach a brand, we all have expectations on what that customer experience will be. So as we step into this customer journey, are you meeting those expectations? Are you exceeding them? Are you falling short of them? So just starting with that, okay? Um, So he says, on starting the tour guide, a good tour guide will introduce himself, welcome you, and give an introduction of what to expect on the tour, right? Same with a good brand owner. They'll introduce themselves. They will welcome you and they'll give an introduction. But here's the thing. A great tour guide will take the time to get to know you, where you're from, why you're visiting, what your interests are, and introduce everyone on the tour to each other. Now, what does that create? Creates a beautiful brand experience right from the get-go of you understanding that, hey, I'm in the right place here with being in this customer journey that was meant for me. Yeah. So if you flip that, if you think about that first experience where your customer is arriving on your website, or maybe they're seeing that often, you want to make it about instead of like, hey, this is our business and this is what we're about, which is what they said, a good tour guide will introduce themselves and welcome you and say like, hey, welcome, sign up for my email list and here's our welcome series. A great tour guide is going to get to know you. Maybe you're going to ask for their birthday. 
And maybe there's something a little bit more intimate that you're putting into the welcome series. Maybe when you offer that opt-in, their language that you're using is more aligned with your customer and what their needs are and what their interests are. So you really start to take it from being this kind of like surface level brand and really digging into your ideal customer avatar and really digging into why they have landed on your business and what they need and how your business can meet those needs for them. Yeah. And take note that they said that a great tour guide introduces you to each other. Why? Because in a brand business, for example, when it comes to your brand, when you create community around a common interest or a common problem or a common solution, it creates that genuine um, connection, right? The genuine connection of we're in this together and that's really what you're creating that will take you from good to great. Right. Another way you could think of that too is like maybe it's not a actual community built around it, but it might be, what are you looking for? And let me introduce you to the product that's going to meet your needs, right? Mm -hmm. This is our customer's favorites or introducing you to this, or you may like this. So it could also be something where you're, you're meeting their needs and making an introduction to a product for them versus them having to go search it out themselves. Right. Okay. So the next thing is from seeing sites on this tour, right? A good tour guide will show you all the sites on the itinerary. A great tour guide will not only ensure you see what's promised, but he'll modify the itinerary to ensure you see the sites where you'll get the least amount of crowds to maximize your enjoyment. So the key phrase here is to maximize your enjoyment. So they'll anticipate for you something that is a pain, in the customer journey. And that's in this case, crowds. But for you, it could be like, oh, I know that they won't, I know that this person is arriving for this problem to be solved and they don't want to have a hassle with refunds. They don't want to have a slow, you know, shipping option or they want their shipping to be free at this particular cost. So it really is about anticipating what could over deliver for your customer in a way that it's like, hey, I know this isn't on the itinerary, this is the basic, but let's see what else I can do for you. Let's see how else I can put you over the top as far as solving those problems that you didn't even know that you had. The next thing that he says within here and on seeing the sites is he's open to showing you additional attractions on request and may recommend new experiences based on your interests, right? Or he might have a few personal must-see favorite places eager to share with you. And then he'll recommend what is truly the best place to eat, shop, and buy that one-of-a-kind souvenir you're eyeing. And he'll gladly bring you there en route or after the tour. So that kind of goes back to what I said in the previous one, where it was like introducing to something. When you know your customer's needs, you're going to guide them there. You're going to take them there. If it's the holiday season, you may post something and then say, oh, are you here shopping for a gift? It might even be a click through that says like um, gifts for him or gifts for her and that they're able to click on it and it takes them to the gifts for her. You're guiding them to what you're saying. Is this what you need? Let me guide you there. So it's thinking for your customers and it's making that experience easier and you're you're creating shortcuts. You're saying like, this is, this is what I can do for you instead of just throwing up all the product and saying like, good luck, or you can find mm-hmm. the stuff. You just have to go navigate the links and find it on your own. Right. It's really thinking about the frequently asked questions. Only you know how many questions get asked over and over and over and over, right? And then recommending on that because you are the best person 
to know all of those things, to recommend the right things to the right people, and to answer those frequently asked questions that come up time and time again. So the customer um, doesn't, like Jacqueline said, doesn't even have to think about what, what they need. And how else can you do this, right? How else can you exceed? How else can you give them that, that recommendation that's truly the best for your customer? Well, you can do it in DM right? You could show up on social media and you could say, do you have questions about gifts? Just DM me and I'll actually lead you to the perfect gift for her. You can do the frequently asked questions also on Instagram where you're like helping them make that decision, talking through things. You can offer that chat. You can have chat bots. You can have customer service. If you're selling on Etsy, you can have a link that says, just message me if you have any questions and you're really attentive to customer service. So it's really meeting their needs and answering their questions and making their experience just exceptional from the start, even before Mm -hmm. the purchase gets placed, because that is what's going to actually differentiate you from all the other brands. If you make it easier for them to come to a a solution, they will be like, you just answered my question. Why would I wait for this other person to get back to me or try and figure this out on my own? You've made this easy. I'm going to make the purchase right now. Right. So next thing is on time management that this um, blog post says. It's a good tour guide will not only be on time, but he will manage the time so you know how long you can be at each attraction, what time you're expected to return, and will ensure you're back on time. But a great tour guide is aware of the start and end time, but is flexible with the time and will tailor the day based on your interests and time constraints. A great tour guide will never rush you as they are on your schedule. And a great tour guide may even get so excited about the attraction that the tour goes longer with your permission as a result. So really, this is all about understanding the customer's cues, right? So a customer will usually cue you if they're interested in certain things, if they're into this certain product, and then it's your reciprocation to share the recommendations and to um, let them know how you can help them. So it really is being in tune authentically to what your customer wants and helping them. Right. And so that's something we can even align to this holiday season where we said start earlier. Mm -hmm. So the queue in general, at least in the U.S., we know that holiday shopping is happening earlier. Things are happening earlier. So by being flexible, by giving them more time to shop, by bringing things out earlier, it might be an awareness of what the customer is looking for. Actually, we've talked about this in the month of August, that people really wanted fall to happen. So I mean, I so. yeah, I don't know if it's like the comfort of fall, the idea of, of the comfort of the drinks and the sweaters and the weather and like needing that experience from the season. So by seeing that, by being aware that your customer wants that season to happen and they want that season to happen earlier, it's not like, well, the season starts every year on, you know, September 28th. And that is when we're going to start the season because we've, this is our season. Instead, you're like, I'm really getting these cues from them that they really want this to happen earlier. So let's start talking about cozy sweaters and pumpkin spice lattes and things earlier in the year, because that's what they're asking for. And it's okay because that's what they need. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start to understand the cues of the customer or um, the consumer actually. Because if you're really cute and you're paying attention to what consumers in general are wanting. Yeah. I think we've mentioned this before. And when you're talking to somebody new and you're talking about, hey, what do you do for a living? And if they say, oh yeah, that's interesting. And they kind of walk away. Well, that's a cue that they don't care. (laughs) Um, You know, so really like if there are certain things that they lean into, 
you lean into them too. Even if it's not your bestseller, you really need to be cued into your customer's reaction and their statements. And then oftentimes you have to ask, you have to go for the ask of what's your email. I'll, I'll send you a coupon or, you know, having that call to action and that sale at the end there. Right. Okay. So next thing, and I love this too, is on, they call it color commentary on this blog post. So a good tour guide follows a script and gives you the historical and cultural background of the attractions. A great tour guide is a gifted storyteller who's passionate about the attraction he's showing you. They'll weave in personal anecdotes, including the good, bad, the ugly, and you'll even laugh. And you, it's like you're talking to a longtime friend in town for a visit. That is so much like presenting a brand. It's crazy, right? Because the brands that really stick with you, that stay with you, that you follow, that you become a long-term for-life customer are the ones that you're so invested in their story that more than the actual product oftentimes. So an example might be, Hey, I'm a candle company. I made in small town USA and we make soy wax candles. Welcome to my brand. Or it could be like, these are hand poured candles by a family with traditions passed down, you know, year over year over year. The family, it makes it together. We have the soy wax. We mix the scents together. We're in this specific town and the city and all five kids work on, on the candle company together. And we've been able, both parents have been able to leave their full-time job. Um, yeah, it's hard, you know, working from home and having your kids at home with you, but it's also so rewarding and, you know, follow along through our journey, you know, follow us on Instagram, watch us pour the candles and homeschool our kids. And then you're like, Ooh, that's really interesting. If your customer's interested in that, they'll get to follow along on that journey and, and know more and have more of a relationship to the brand and the product than if it's just like, here are these candles with pretty pictures that are made in small town USA by now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. If you guys listen to the female founder episode of Anne from Yearly Coach, she talks exactly about this, where it's not enough to be just a sparkly and beautiful jewelry brand, right? This looks great on your wrist. These bangles are made of solid gold. Um, they don't break, um, you know, whatever it is. They really are investing in a story. So for instance, she gave the example on the podcast episode of the North Star Bangle, which she created as a North Star that you have a special bond to somebody, perhaps your best friend or your hometown person, which is like your North Star, right? And that's the story behind them buying that piece for a milestone person in their life. So it really is about like Jacqueline was saying, more than just the product, but it's the story behind it that they're really investing the money into. Right. Okay. So the next thing is on this blog post is on local knowledge. So quote unquote local knowledge. So a good tour guide is familiar with the city and or country on the tour, but a great tour guide has traveled outside the country and potentially around the world. A great tour guide can tell you what makes this place so unique and special compared to other countries and cultures. And so I won't get, it's, I have been cutting these short. So when you see this actual blog post, I've been kind of taking the, the top part of this. But I think the gist of this is that we all have a secret sauce mm-hmm. and in comparison to other brands and you are the person that tells the secret sauce, right? 
our brand is special because of this. We have a special connection with our customers because of this. And really that is different than just being any other brand out there. And it doesn't mean that you have to compare to the other guys or the big brands. Like you don't have to say, you know, we're different than this person because of this. But if you speak about it, if it's out in your brand messaging, if you're delivering it, if, if they're experiencing it in all the different ways that you're marketing to your customers and along this journey, right, you're pulling out the things that make it so special and so unique you might be thinking to yourself too, like, well, what's so special and unique about my, about my business? You friend, you are what's special Mm -hmm. and unique about your business. You can have a jewelry business and someone else can have a jewelry business, but their story is different. Their take on this is different. Their aesthetic, the way that they present their customer service, we're all going to attract different customers. That's why there is room at the top for all of us because a candle person, a customer, a candle customer will buy multiple candles and you might get joy or experiences out of each candle company that you buy from. But if you're a candle person, you're going to buy multiple candles. A jewelry person, you don't just buy one jewelry company. If you love jewelry, if you love earrings, whenever you see great earrings, you're going to buy earrings from those, those jewelry companies. But what's going to bring you back to certain companies? It might be the design and the aesthetic. It might be the experience. We used to have this joke, Kendall Jackson wine. What's that? Kendall, that jewelry company. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I'm sure the the audience is yelling right now. (laughs) Yeah. So a group of us, I, before I ever knew this brand, but it's this bigger brand. It kind of started, one of my friends from Texas and Florida, they knew about the brand. Um, Now I've seen it in malls everywhere, but they were really into this one jewelry brand, right? And one of the things they loved and one of the things that they always talked about was during your birthday month, the kind of sale you would get, the discount. They gave you this Mm. birthday month discount and that's what brought them back and that's what they loved about it. So they would actually save up or not buy. And then that month they would be able to buy the things that they needed and they loved that experience, right? So while it's beautiful jewelry... There's something special about it that made them want to come back for more. It doesn't mean that they don't buy jewelry from any other company. Yeah. And and I think a good point with that too is, um, so this tour guide, the, the good ones know about that country. Let's say Morocco. But they don't just stay in Morocco, right? The great tour guides know about the other countries as well. So if you're a candle maker or jewelry maker like what Jacqueline is saying, that doesn't mean that you can only buy your candles that you know, or you can only buy your jewelry brands because the owners of those candle companies know the difference between soy wax versus coconut wax. They know about this brand and why that brand is special and why this other brand is special and why their own brand is special, right? So it's because they become an expert of their own craft, but also because they have their own story to tell. And so it's not just that one company, you know, it's not just all about your your brand. It's about the other brands as well. Yeah. And there's two things you're talking about here. One is like mm-hmm. market research. So one is right. just knowing about other brands within the category, right? So you even know how to have a competitive edge right. or what to do just a little bit better. Or if you're, if you're like, oh, that's an interesting scent that they have, but actually I have this inspiration for a better scent. So there's the market research and knowing your com- the competitive landscape. Then there's the other side of it of explaining to your customer the difference between regular wax mm-hmm. and soy wax, clean burning and not clean burning you know, um, if you're doing silver or when we talk about Anne of Yearly Co, her jewelry, her bangles or people try and copy her, but they do not have on her what, what she can do. Like not only is it the brand experience, 
but also the quality of the product. So she keeps to talk about, keeps talking about the quality. She's not dissing other people. She's just, she keeps reinstating like, this is the quality of the product. This is the story. This is what makes it so special, but she's aware of the market. So she's aware of how to stay kind of unique in the space. Yeah. I love that. It's, I love that you said that she's not discounting other products, right? Or other brands, because it's not about, she's, she's voicing why her brand is, is great and not, and it's not because these other people are terrible, right? It's like how we empower women, but that's not at the expense of men. We're just simply empowering women, for example, right? So um, we, it's not from dissing men, let's say. So you can definitely lift up your own brand without, you know, say, without being negative on other, other brands, for example. Okay. So this uh, next and last part of this blog post, and I love this part. So this is why um, I feel like this is really important, is on wrapping up. A tour guide will conclude the tour with closing. A good, remo- t- a good tour oh, guide. Oh, sorry. Did I say great? No, you just said a tour guide. Oh, <laughs> a good tour guide will conclude the tour with closing remarks. Thank you for coming on the trip and gently remind you about tips for the driver, of course. A good tour guide won't pressure you into tipping him personally, but a great tour guide will thank you for your visit and welcome you back. He may offer recommendations for other activities you should consider during your visit and may invite you to dinner or some other local event going on during your stay. Um, The best guides will have also love showing you around so much. They'll even offer to treat you. They'll never ask for the tips. Okay, we're getting getting into the tip thing, but the whole... (laughs) gist of this is that they have a call to action. They're inviting you back and inviting you to stay and inviting you to enjoy even more time with them. So there's that, you know, not just wrapping up and thanking, but saying, stay for a while. We love having you. And that's the same with a customer. Or come back. Yeah. So let's say, yeah. So, so it might be that when we talk about abandoned carts, like the abandoned cart series, it might be something like, Hey, we saw that you were here and you enjoyed it. Come back. And here's a discount we're going to offer you. It might be the post-purchase follow-up. Hey, you purchased this. How's it going? Checking in, you know, or like, um, like just like a check-in email. There might be something when they add something to their cart where there's a cross sell to something else. If you like this, you may also like this. So those are a little, those are a few advanced ways of thinking about it. But in a simple way of thinking about thanking you for your visit and welcoming you back, if you're creating content, thanks for being here. Please make sure to check this out. I created this blog post for you to read. Um, or you may also like this. It's things that just make it really easy and, and guides them. But again, it's that kind of, it's that call to action. Because so many times when we talk to our students and we're like, start with friends and family, you know, well, my friends and family know I have a business. Well, did you ask them? Mm -hmm. Did you ask them to share it? We're not even telling you to ask them to buy from you. We're asking like, it's the holiday season. Hey, would you mind sharing that I have this business in in case people want to buy candles for the season? So it's that idea of, of making the, the ask instead of being like, here's my business. Thanks for checking it out. That's it. Yeah. And on the blog post, it says, um, they can't wait to go back and it all it's, and for the guides that were great, the customers gladly took more tours. So that's something to keep in mind, right? Like Jacqueline said, when we're asking our family, we have to ask them. And oftentimes we still, I mean, every time we have to make it great still. 
right? So we're asking them to come back and they'd gladly help us, but we have to make the ask. And oftentimes, like you'll see, like if they're, that, let's say that tour guide was spectacular, just spectacular. Well, chances are you want to go on a different tour with them or maybe even on the same one because they're happy to come back again. And then um, the same with when you're purchasing from a brand. If you already have gone through a wonderful brand experience, then the existing customer is nine times more likely to buy from you again than a new person because they've already gone through it before. And that was a study done from Adobe. So the, because existing customers have already been through it and they're happy to do it again. Right. And so that's the thing, right? It's leading into existing customers. It's being, it's being aware of them. And there was something else you said, but but I'm just thinking about the tour. I went on a tour guide, a tour experience with when I was in Japan, we went through Harajuku and the tour guide was like, he stayed after and he's like, anything else, any other questions I can answer for you? And it was that customer service aspect of it too. It was like, well, we were thinking about doing blah, blah, blah. And he, or I think it was like, you know, what sweet treats can we get? And he's like, we can try this great place or the greatest boba in town is down the street. Um, and those extra steps, like the extra, the customer service stuff, the stuff where you really lean in and you're helpful, and I think this is consistent actually throughout every point here, but it's it's the stuff that makes it easier. Life is already hard. Don't make buying from you difficult, right? Don't mm-hmm. make getting questions answered difficult. So the things that you do that just really make it easy for them. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? I think you're going to say that it makes you really referable because that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Who are you? You know me? (laughs) So it's like anyone that goes on this tour, I will refer to, to him. And I actually went on the tour because one of my clients was in Japan the year before and went on the tour with him. So it's referable because you're like, this is awesome. Because what do you all do when you hate a company? You you tell 12 people, right? Oh my That's God. the statistic is that you will tell 12 people when you have a bad experience versus four people when you have a good experience, right? I mean, it's probably different now, but just think that's three times the amount of people. <laughs> when it's a bad experience. So yeah. it's better if someone good sends you four quality leads versus 12 people saying like, this is crap and they're really, you know... Um, like shipping, it got, okay, so things can get lost, right? We're USPS, there's all this mess with shipping. You can either make it a bad experience or a good experience. I'm so sorry that happened. Let me quickly replace that for you. And I'll throw something in extra for you versus someone being like, I don't know, I can't help you. It got lost. Call USPS, figure it out on your own or like, sorry, it got lost or I'll send it to you when I have time versus like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Your daughter, Anne bringing her up again, but she was saying something about rush orders. And even people that are like, I need it by this date, but you don't have to get it to me. I need it for my granddaughter's college graduation. And it would be great if I can get it by this date, but if I can't, I get it. And she's telling her team, she's like, then let's get it to her by that date. Uh huh. Because she kind of made a point of saying it. So over, over deliver. And then if she does get it by that date, then, then they're going to be like, um, we got it in time for this. It was amazing how quickly we got it and blah, blah, blah. Versus like it missed the graduation. I'm slightly disappointed. And that seed of disappointment stays with you so much longer. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Even if it wasn't your fault. I think a lot mm-hmm. of the times, and I think that this is the key when you're dealing with, let's say a shipment was lost and this is what Jacqueline was saying of, you can take it either way. But I think no matter what, you should acknowledge that person's feelings. I always say, I wish you would have gotten it too. Yes, you know you what? A hundred percent true. I wish you would have gotten it true. Then you wouldn't have to email me all these other things and taking time out of your day. So I always say, I wish you would have gotten it too. Here, here's the tracking number. Here's where I saw it. Would you mind checking with your um, USPS, you know, local mail post office? And, and then we work through the steps, right? But the first part of acknowledging that customer and f- knowing that they're in that journey with you is crucial. And so, and then taking another step, like what Jacqueline is saying, because I mean, that tour guide that she's talking about in Japan sounds amazing. Oh, amazing. Reggie, you guys, if we can travel <laughs> again, just DM me and I will tell you all about him. And then, you know, what's so funny is that a little bit of FOMO, right? Because for all the people that are like, oh yeah, that's Reggie. He was, you know, I've been through that tour guy, that tour as well in Japan and feeling like it's like a little bit of a badge. And then it's like your customers who are like, yeah, I bought that too. You know, it's like wearing those, um, it's like that brand recognition. Right. And like, let me what, tell you, I can't remember people's names that I like <laughs> lived terrible with. Terrible people. Anybody, <laughs> college friends. I can't remember anyone's name, but I can remember Reggie's name because that experience was unbelievable. The whole experience, the the idea of all of this, the over-delivering, the taking us to secret stores, the showing us like where you could get sneakers that you could only get in, you know, the Harajuku area of Japan, you know, like the all of it. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge he gave, because he was an American in in Japan, that was like the knowledge about how things are constructed and taking us these secret spots and stuff. And it was just like the entire experience. I think that wraps up a lot of this good versus great tour guide. Mm-hmm. And I've had that experience. And then if you think about that, it's highly referable. You're going to buy it again. You're going to want to come back. You're going to want to tell your friends about it. The mm-hmm. whole thing feels wonderful. And we want you to do that as the guide, the tour guide to your business, to your brand, to your, your, to all of it, that you think about this in lots of ways, whether it's content and marketing, whether it's customer service, whether it's shipping, whether it's delivering the product, all of this, you want to just think, what's the difference between good versus great? And let's lean towards great. Yep. And when you think about that, that is very long-term. That's the lifetime value of your customer, right? So Jacqueline, who doesn't remember people from last week or yesterday... Who are you? Remembers Reggie from over a year ago, right? And so she has become his customer for life. And she refers him and, you know, and talks about him. The same goes with the brand. When people become raving fans, they rave about you for the long term. And that is really what's key too. That's why great is always better because it lasts for so much longer. Do you have a brand? I remember having to run through this exercise. Um... It might've been in B school actually with Marie Forleo, like years and years ago, uh-huh. I had taken it years. I was like 10 years into my business, but it was like, Oh, all these people are taking this online course. And I said <laughs> that I only got through like two modules, but the first part was like kind of the customer under thinking about other brands. This might be a fun exercise for all of you to do. Um, thinking about brands that have an exceptional customer experience for you. Ones that really stick to you and say like, I love that brand and this is why. And I'll tell you a couple of the ones that I had that I remember just loving. And this is where I was, this is back in like 2012, I think. Virgin America, 
at the time was on the newer side and I was a dedicated Virgin America flyer. I was, I was bi-coastal living in New York and LA and I loved the experience. I loved that the lights changed when you went in. I loved that the flight attendants, it was the first place where like they actually, you could order off the screen your food and they bring it to you at any point. So it wasn't cart service where you had to worry about the carts coming down. Um, a lot of the customer service aspects of it, there was like a concierge level that you got when you had a credit card attached with it. Um, all of it from the experience of like the customer service to getting points, to getting on the airplane, to the service you had on the airplane, the follow through, all of it resonated with me. Oh, also the video. They were the first people that had like that really fun, like buckle your seats seatbelt Mm -hmm. video where they were dancing. I don't know if you guys remember. All of it was different. And I was like, I love this brand and everything it stands for. And it really resonated with me, the customer. Other people were flying JetBlue. I was like, nope, I'm a Virgin America. Yeah. Same with Southwest, right? They've been really put on the airplane map because of their customer service. Um, Another thing too is, you know, um, Wendy's, for example, do you know the reason why they have square burgers? To be different than McDonald's? That and it's to remind their team, their workers and their employees, everybody in that franchise and billion dollar business, don't cut corners. Oh, And uh, Target is uh, fast, fun, and friendly, the three Fs. So when you have a brand experience and you become a giant business, like we're talking Southwest, Wendy's, and Target and Virgin, um, oftentimes it becomes very, very apparent. It becomes always doing this and never doing this. Always being fast, fun, and friendly, never being disrespectful, negative, and blah, blah, blah. Right? So when you're Unless it's during COVID times and you're at Target. (laughs) (laughs) That's the customers, not the team workers, though. I don't know. (laughs) But either way, it becomes built in. So what culture and what brand experience are you giving your team as well as your customers? And oftentimes, you know, you'll see that, um, you'll see that you need to clarify that more, the bigger that you get. So I want to just talk about one other brand. Can I do that? Yeah, It's a product brand. So the other brand I really analyzed that I loved, we were early customers of Nespresso. Before Mm -hmm. everybody had Nespresso, it was still the time that the Before it was cool. Before it was, the machines were expensive and it was this, it was the time of like, there was Keurigs and uh-huh. Nespresso was like the expensive machine. You weren't sure if you were going to get it, but we lived in Manhattan and you know, small space. And my husband was like in this huge Broadway show and we were like fancy. Right. So we decided to get an Nespresso machine. And at that point you could only buy Nespresso machines from the Nespresso boutiques and stores. And still you could only get the pods from specific Nespresso places. So what was the reason I liked it? Well, when I first signed up and got an Nespresso, they gave you this little um, keychain. It was a leather keychain mm-hmm. that was had a microchip inside. So when you bought, you scanned in when you went and bought your stuff, they remembered what um, coffee pods you bought and the flavors. You go in and scan it again and you could get the pods just, they could easily find out your information. So they had like a really great idea of customer history in there. They also said at that point, if your machine broke, they would replace it. They'd give you a rental while they fixed it for you. And then they'd send it back. They had these like beautiful boulangerie, like, um, it was like a pastry shop attached to the Nespresso store. So you could actually sit there and have Nespresso drinks, beautiful drinks with really beautiful, like it felt like a Parisian restaurant, but very modern. So it was Uh the experience 
you always could go in and get the, they had the free coffees and they used to give you chocolates to go with it as well. Um, when it was all starting and sampling. So you'd always get to go in, like, even if it was a shop at a mall, you could go get the coffee and it kind of felt really like high end. And you got one, one person that helped you through the whole process. So it was all very high end luxury feel. And I loved it. I loved all of it. I loved the Mm -hmm. fact that I got the keychain and they knew what I needed and that they were going to replace the machine if it broke. And I just felt taken care of. And and I still am an espresso fan this many years later where it's not the same. You could buy it at Target now, Uh but that customer experience and that journey and the way that they kind of hooked me. And that's probably why they grew, right? They had this crazy experience. And then as they scaled, they've had to kind of make it a little bit more in mass, but the foundation is still there. And so that's a product business that really was great at the whole experience and journey. Yeah. They made you a fan for life. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you're really thinking about that, you know, that customer history, it's like, if you went to Japan and Reggie was like, Jacqueline, where are you? You're still in New Jersey, right? That history of understanding who your customer is and remembering them. And that is really what's taking it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope this was helpful. It's something to think through. It's your busy time right now. So just think that the time is, is that sales are going to be up in your shop. Things are going to be busy, but remember if anything, how is this experience? It is a wonderful time of year and also a stressful time of year for people. So how can you make their experience? You will, you will bond them to you for life. If you're able to make their journey lovely and Mm -hmm. festive and customer services delivered and you're there. And I know it might feel like a lot on you at this point, but just think about just the journey and just how you're going to be there. Like what did we say in from the blog article? It was like meeting someone who was a local and talking to family. Mm -hmm. Treat these people like you would friends and family. How can I help you? Welcome to my house. Would you like a coffee? Mm -hmm. What else can I get you? pastries. Are you feeling cold? Let me get you a blanket. Whatever you need to do, take care of your customers this season. Yeah, love it. So check out that blog post and thank you everybody for taking this journey with us. One last thing before we go, we created this podcast as a reminder, you are not alone in this. Growing a product-based business is hard and we wanna help you through it. So thank you so much for listening because we truly appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout out to those of you that have taken the time and left us a review. Thank you. Thank you. We read every single one of them, including this one from Stress Gamer. And it's titled Real Informative and Real People. So I love this podcast. The topics are relevant and the hosts are real. They share the successes as well as their mistakes. I find myself laughing and smiling and reaching for a notebook all within one episode. If you have a product-based business, I highly recommend this podcast. It's easy to listen to the hosts as they share what they have learned about running product-based businesses. Thank you. What a lovely review. Yeah. Thanks, Stress Gamer. So we love reading these. You know we do. And these reviews really help us reach more people and reach more small businesses, which is our mission to help them, especially in a time of 2020. So thank you to all of you that have left a review. And thank you to those of you that will leave us a review. Hey friends, Jacqueline here. Based on all the amazing things we are seeing happen online, we are predicting this is going to be one of the busiest seasons for e-commerce ever. Are you ready for it? 
No matter what stage of business you're in, the one thing we do know is you need to show up and create content that actually matters to your customers during this 2020 holiday season. But wait, you may be thinking, sounds great, but what do I actually say to them without being salesy? Don't worry, friends, we've got you covered this holiday season. Introducing 101 plus content ideas beyond the discount 2020 edition, a bundle of tools, prompts, and video training that helps you create content this holiday season to reach out to your customers beyond just offering discounts, which is uber important to having a profitable Q4. This is created specifically for you to use during this 2020 holiday season. So what's included? 101 plus content prompts to be used on social media, emails, and in live videos. Three months of edible calendars filled with daily content ideas for marketing in 2020 quarter four. Monthly checklists for 2020 holidays to inspire content and calendar prompts five holiday plug and play scripts that will help you show up easily on video to stand out from the big guys. And this is one of our favorites, the easiest way to have a 12 days of holiday sales or a cyber month sales worksheet, plus video trainings and so much more. If you want to check it out, make sure to grab 101 content ideas beyond the holiday discount 2020 holiday edition. We wanted to make this holiday season as sweet as pumpkin pie that we are practically giving this away. Head to holidaycontentideas.com right now. And let's make this your most profitable holiday season ever.